Hello and welcome to A Very Full Plate, the podcast where we're all about real food talk with real parents. Your hosts for today are Amy, a natural foods chef and mom of two, and Emily, a professional home organizer and mom of three. Take it away, ladies. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining us. I'm your co-host, Amy. I turn parents into kitchen ninjas to help them feed their families healthy food more often. I'm all about balance, real life, and having fun in the kitchen. You can find me at cookingwithafullplate.com and my Facebook page of the same name. Hey, guys. This is Emily. I'm a professional organizer who helps my clients simplify their lives so that they can experience harmony in their homes again. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram or visit hallharmonyhomes.com. Come along with us while we celebrate our small victories and laugh at our challenges. And thank you so much for listening. Hey, it's me, Amy. I'm so excited to introduce you today to Giuseppe Myers. She's a former pastry chef and mom of three living in Austin. I'm really excited for you all to hear this interview because Giuseppe's approach to talking to her kids about healthy eating is both accessible and inspirational. What I loved about Giuseppe's interview was how her very unique story unraveled in front of her eyes as if she didn't realize how interesting it was until we asked her to tell it. I love it. Let's jump in. Well, I am so excited to have my friend Giuseppe on today, and I'm going to let Giuseppe introduce herself a little bit, but some of the things I think are super special about her is that she is like a kitchen whiz. She has been a professional pastry chef, and we met because of our connection of working together at Whole Foods. And I've just been so honored to also be on a journey with her as she explores lots of different ways of eating and feeding her family of three kids, which I'm constantly in awe of both of Emily and Giuseppe who are on this call and have three kids each, um, who keep it together in the midst of what must be chaos that I can't even imagine. So I'm excited to have Giuseppe on today to just talk a little bit about what she does in her home, what works and what doesn't, and some of the things that she's learned along the way. Um, Thanks for being here, Giuseppe. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So I would love it if you could start us off just telling, I already gave away that you have three kids, but maybe you can just give us a quick rundown, like who's in your family, where do you live, and what's the deal with you guys? What's our deal? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, yes, we are um, a family of five. My husband, Elliot, and we have Wyatt, who's almost eight, Addie, who's five, and Cooper, who is three. Um, We just moved to Austin, so we've lived, well, I guess not just, it feels like it, but it's been about nine months. Um, We moved from San Jose, California, which is where I met you. Um, And so I am currently not working. My husband works for Whole Foods. Um, I used to work for Whole Foods. That's where I met you. Um, and, um, yeah, I, an ex pastry chef person, I don't know, like pastry cook. Um, and now I don't eat sugar. So it's a little bit weird. (laughs) (laughs) Anti-sugar. I love that. It's so like representative (laughs) of the journey that so many of us are on is like, you start as one thing and you become something else. And like, that's a really stark contrast, but Emily and it I really is. have talked about the journey as a parent to doing different things as well. And like the places it takes you. Yes. Um, you know, f- food is still important to me, but it's different food and it's, an, 
it is definitely um, not like the focus of my life. It's not my career anymore. Um, so, yeah. Can, can you tell us a little bit about that journey, how you go from being a pastry chef to <laughs> someone who doesn't eat sugar, whatever you're comfortable of sharing? Yeah. Um, so I, I've always, you know, even as a young, as a young child was really creative and, um, that's what really kind of drew me to pastry, uh, is because of the creative part of it. I see it as art. Um, and so I decided that, you know, I, I wanted to go to culinary school. I was actually working in a restaurant in, um, Fort Collins, Colorado, where I'm from doing pastries. And then this guy was like, Oh, you should go to culinary school. I'm like, what is that? I had no idea. I didn't know that was even a thing. So I applied to the CIA in New York and I got accepted. And then I was like there five months later and it was amazing. And I loved it. And everybody that I, um, knew, you know, obviously was in school and that was the focus. The focus was food, food, food all day. And all the food that we ate was all food that students had produced. Um, so we're talking, you know, very high caloric and, no regard for really, you know, any, anything health wise. It was just like French and amazing. For, for people who don't know the Culinary Institute <laughs> of America, the CIA that you like so lightly dropped, like that is the culinary school of all culinary schools in my mind. I, uh, no offense. <laughs> it is. It's, it's like, the, yeah. Went somewhere else. But to me, that's like the ultimate. And so I imagine that the food was like freaking delicious. Yeah. And in my baking and pastry classes, I mean, that's, we had to taste everything. We would, we had, my bread baking class was amazing. We would just stand around and eat bread and cheese and apple cider. And I, yeah, I have very fond memories of it, but I also really started to gain quite a bit of weight and I got, um, acne, which I had never had before. And I was very tired, but I of course was not attributing any of that to what I was eating. Cause I was, in my twenties and not, and that was also just not on my radar at all. It was just like, whatever, I'm just going to eat and this is fun. And it's part of my profession. So I have to, right. Um, <laughs> and we would go to the city all the, to, to New York city all the time. And I mean, it was just the focus of my life was food. And, um, and you know, I just kept gaining weight and gaining weight. And then a couple of times I, you know, I tried Atkins or, whatever was popular at the time, Weight Watchers. And um, it would never work because I would always just go back because I was so surrounded by it, which is really, unfortunately, what I've had to do is just completely cut myself off from that in order to be able to eat the way that I want because I, I just wouldn't be able to resist, you know. I mean, I've had a dream of owning a bakery my, my whole life, but and I still have a part of me that really wants to do that. I just don't think I could. I would just, yeah. I, I've got to taste the stuff and... If I'm making cookies, I mean, chocolate chip cookie dough is like my thing and I just, I, I can't. So yeah. I just have to stop. And it, it's been really hard and sort of sad, but at the same time, quite liberating to be able to say like, that is my past. That is, yeah. you know, not me anymore. So um, I, I really identify with that, like having to cut yourself off too, because it is sort of like it's sort of a weird space to have your entire life revolve around food. Like that's not what most of us have ever experienced, but I can't even bake cookies in my own house because I will eat literally all of them or I have to bake healthier yes. ones because then I feel less bad when I've eaten the entire batch. 
I can't yeah. imagine working in a space where it's just like surrounded by it constantly. Yeah. And, and even when I worked uh, in, at Whole Foods in the bakery, you know, there's, there's constantly cookies that break or, you know, we're sampling a pie and, and I'm the person handling it. And that's, that's really hard to, yeah. to not. And it was something that even if I didn't do it, it just was a stress for summer, you know, like mm-hmm. to, to be thinking, don't eat it, don't eat it. That's not good for you mentally. I don't think <laughs> to constantly be like, there's that cookie, but don't you do it. Like, I just don't, I don't feel like that's good for you. No, I, I totally agree. I think that there's like something to like, you only have so much self-control. Like it's like a bank of self-control that yes. like, in some ways I think replenishes itself daily because you go to sleep and you get some rest and you wake up again. But what, one of the main things that works for me is I like just don't test my self-control by not having it in the house. And so right. if your career was like constantly surrounded by it, it's like you don't even have that option. Yeah. And so I didn't have the, I mean, I couldn't just until I had kids say, well, I'm just not going to do that. I'm just going to switch right. careers. That's not a choice. I've already invested so much time and money and right. in, in school. And so, um, I think that having kids and not having to work um, really, or at least work less, really helped me be able to put that kind of behind me. And then after I had, I don't remember which kid it was <laughs> when we first started talking of, and being one friends. Of kids in my <laughs> one of those many children. Um, I started talking to you about Engine 2 because you were the like health eating, healthy eating guru of Whole Foods. <laughs> at that time and I was like I was like that lady I need to talk to her and so that's you you really like helped me I feel like thank you for saying that that's not why I had you on to toot my horn but one of the things that I love and why I wanted to have you on this podcast is I think that you have worked so hard to find what does work for you and even when it's not perfect you've been really thoughtful about like what will work for you and your family long term and I'd yeah. love for you to talk a little bit more about that journey and where you've currently landed on figuring that out. Okay. Um, well, I think, I mean, when I was doing Engine 2, I didn't have my, my children do that also. I mean, they would eat some, but they were younger and they already were eating quite a few vegetables. And um, and so I, that's something I've definitely tried to do is make sure that whatever I'm doing I don't want to take my kids on that roller coaster with me. So mm-hmm. I just have tried to stay pretty consistent with like, you know, we don't eat a lot of sugar, um, some dairy. And I was at, at, they were eating, you know, whole grains. And um, now we just don't really eat very many grains at all. And um, if we do, you know, they eat sprouted bagels and some white rice, but I do try to limit the the grains and they don't, we just recently stopped drinking milk. I, I have found along the way that there's been times where I'm like, they're not going to accept it. They're, if I tell them they can't have milk anymore, they're going to freak. Yeah. And they don't actually, like they never ask. I, I just, I was like, we're not going to drink milk anymore because it's kind of weird. And what other animal drinks the milk of another animal? It's kind of weird. And they're like, yeah, that is kind of weird. And then we just stopped and they don't ask for it. Really. I did I did buy milk because I was making Wyatt's birthday cake. And so that's kind of where I find the balance is that like, I know life's going to happen. I know that I like to bake. So birthdays are kind of a thing where I just 
I let it go and I, I just make a cake, you know, however I would have before. Um, and a couple things about that. I just like, I want to point out that like, I love your approach is just like being, and, and this is something I've seen in your parenting with your kids in general is that like, you're just super straightforward with them and you talk to them. Like they are also members of your family, which they are. Right. And it's like, the way you approach that milk thing and just telling them and their reaction shows how resilient kids are. And that it's often ourselves holding us back from making change. Like our concerns about the, um, their reaction. But then the other thing is like this dose of real life, right. That like, sure there's paleo birthday cakes or, you know, all kinds of things that you can make, but like sometimes you just want to, enjoy something really delicious and teaching your kids to be able to do that also and then come back to healthy eating, I think is like actually a really powerful tool for life. Definitely. Cause I mean, I'm in a point right now where I'm very strictly eating basically whole 30 all the time, which is, you know, no sugar, no potatoes even, but I'm trying to, to lose weight. I'm trying to feel better about, you know, just have more energy and feel better in general. But I don't think that my, my kids feel great. So I don't think that they could never have sugar. Like yesterday, my son had a soccer game and it was 94 degrees and there was a little guy with a cart and we bought um, like ice cream cones. I, I don't, that sort of stuff I don't feel guilty about because it's so infrequent, you know, like there's just, I don't buy that stuff. I know Emily was saying that last time that, you know, you tried to control what you have at home and right. then because the rest of the of you know like your what you eat outside is is harder to control a lot of times and so if you can at least control what you're eating at home then I feel like you're already winning yeah and isn't so much of parenting choosing your battles gosh yes <laughs> like all, of <laughs> all of it yeah and I think that that's um that's kind of my, I know you guys talked about kryptonite. Um, that's yeah. Snack foods and my kids, that's my kryptonite. Like when we go to target and they're hungry or they're tired, yes, you can have the goldfish. Like if it means that you're not going to scream Mm -hmm. and I don't know, maybe that's super bad parenting, but I have to survive. And I don't want everyone to around me to be like, why is that kid screaming? you know, and I'm not, he doesn't scream. And then I give him the crackers. I'm just like, he's like, can I have the crackers? And I just, I, I can kind of anticipate what's going to happen. And then yes, you can have the crackers. It's a preemptive indulgence, right? You're like, yeah, just, and I I do think that goes back to choosing your battles. Like I'm not, this is not a battle I'm going to pick. And by the way, like kids like goldfish, they taste, I like goldfish. They taste good. Right. So you can understand how, when they're faced with them that that would be a hard thing to hear is like no we don't eat this even though everybody else does sure and I just don't buy a ton of them and have them in my house because then they would constantly be asking and then that's also kind of going back to me and having to tell myself constantly don't eat those don't eat those and I don't want that negative self-talk like oh why are you so tempted by that what's wrong with you if they're just crackers Oh, you can have some. No, you don't want to eat that. that you know, I just, I don't want all of that. <laughs> That's not I fun. I don't want to live that way. So yeah. I just don't buy that stuff for home. And I can pretty much open 
my kids still eat pirate booty. Um, you know, I still buy them Lara bars and, and I don't eat those things, but those things to me are less tempting than like even like, yeah, goldfish and chocolate chip cookies and things yeah. like that, that I could have for them at home in the cupboard, but I choose not to. Yeah. I, I think also like, I love how you look at your family as a whole, right? Is there's like, there's all of us here living this life and my kids are kids and they want certain things. And what can I find that works for them? That's also not going to derail me because I have my own goals that I don't necessarily want to impose upon them. But I also don't need to sacrifice my goals for them. Right. And it's this like really delicate. Which has taken a while to get to, to where I've been able to say, I'm sorry guys. Like I'm important. Yeah. I have three kids and I have not felt, as a priority or very important for a long time. Not, not important, but you know what I mean? Um, no. Well, and, so, it, and it's likely like, if you're anything like me, it's like making, making yourself important. It's not that like no one else thinks you're important. It's like making yourself thinking important. I'm important. Yeah. And so I had to just say like, this is what we're going to have. That doesn't mean we're not going to have treats when we go out. Or if you go to someone's house, you can't have, you know, sugar or pizza or, um, right. but this is just what I need to do for me and it's not going to kill you guys. So yeah. I make food. I try very hard not to make multiple meals, you know, some for me, I just add things to it. So I don't eat rice, but if I make, you know, beanless beef chili or something, I just put it over rice for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I always add, you know, a fruit or a vegetable on the side for them. So, and then there's a ton of meals like that that I kind of alter. And then whenever there's something I know they really don't like, but I do, then I just make them something else. But that's really rare. Sure. Yeah. Emily and I have talked about doing the same thing. So I think we're like all on the same page around how do you not make multiple meals, but also honor that your kids are also people and sometimes they just don't like things or you just really like something and not sacrificing that either. Totally. I mean, there's these Nom Nom Paleo's wonton meatballs that are like half shrimp pork and they have like dried shiitake mushrooms. I love them. And my kids tried them and they don't like them. So I, as a kid, would have never even tried it. So I feel like I'm at least (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, yeah. And sometimes I, I I get, I'm, I can be hard on myself, you know, that my kids are maybe not eating as many vegetables as they probably should, or they're not as, um, you know, adventurous with food, but then I just have to stop and think about what other kids I've known in my life have eaten or what I would have eaten as a kid. And, you know, my kids will eat zoodles and my kids will eat pesto eggs and, um, chia pudding and things like that, that I would have totally turned my nose up at. So I do feel like I, yeah, I'd give myself a pat on the back because my kids do eat healthier than I certainly would have, or that I know some other kids do. So, yeah, I feel like your kids eat amazingly well. So from an outsider perspective, I'm super impressed with the things that they will eat. And I think we're always hardest on ourselves. Like I beat myself up over the fact that Gavin doesn't really eat a lot of green vegetables, but he will drink a green smoothie and he eats like totally cherry tomatoes every day. So yeah, my kids, 
yes, I would have never touched cherry tomatoes. And if my dad made me anything green, I would have been like, no chance. But my kids love kale smoothies. And they, when I was making kefir, um, water kefir, they thought that was soda. And they were just like chugging it down. (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) I would have, no, I wouldn't even drink like bubbly water as a kid. I thought it tasted like rocks. No, I... (laughs) Too oh, minerally. <laughs> so you talked about your kryptonite, but I want to hear about your superpowers in the kitchen because you come from <laughs> like professional culinary background. You have the benefit of having worked at Whole Foods, but I still don't take for granted that it's easy to feed a family of five healthy food regularly. So what are some of the things that you think like really work to your advantage to getting healthy food on the table? Well, I've always been like a pretty detail-oriented person. Going to culinary school helped that even more. It really taught me time management, you know, the value of being organized and writing lists and, and all of that. And that helps me immensely. Uh, I have like a printed out grocery list that's all of the things you know, separated into different departments in the grocery store. So, um, and then it has everything that I, I purchase on a regular basis. So all I have to do is check off what I need as opposed to having to, you know, write everything every time that helps me a ton. Yeah. It's so funny. Emily and I were just talking about this. Like, how can you decrease the resistance by like automating some of the things that happen more often. And that's a perfect example. In fact, I'd love to see your list because it's like (laughs) decreasing the things you need to do multiple times while like kids are yelling in your ear, right? Totally. And I'm more likely to forget something and then have to go back if I'm not able to concentrate or if it's not super easy. Then on the backside of that sheet, it's Monday through Friday, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and other. That Mm -hmm. helps me for myself figure out, um, you know, what... And what I'm making for dinner, is there going to be enough for me to have for lunch for leftovers? And if there isn't, then I need to think of something else I'm going to have for for lunch. And then also kind of to the side, what are the kids going to have? What am I going to pack Wyatt for lunch, um, for school? And um, so that helps me a a ton. And one observation, one question related to that. The first is like, I I think in some ways it's kind of a blessing. Like I hear you talking about things that you're doing because you have this journey that you're on personally related to food and goals that you have for yourself. And I think about, as you were saying, like I think about whether I'll have leftovers for myself for lunch. Like I never think about my own lunches ever. And so I think that's sort of a blessing of having these goals and focusing on yourself is that you do have to think a little bit more carefully around what you're going to have instead of being like, I'm going to eat leftover peanut butter and jelly crust for lunch and that's going to be good enough, which happens more than I'd like to admit. <laughs> so that's, that's just really cool to hear. But the second thing is I'd love to hear what Wyatt's lunch looks like because I'm always looking for more school lunch ideas. Mm, okay. So the school lunch for Wyatt, that is an area that I'm a little bit more flexible um, okay. because... So I always, and my kids, they like certain vegetables and certain fruits. And we really just stick with those. And I don't know if it were me, I'd get bored, but they don't get bored. They could eat cucumbers every day. And so I pack him always some sort of fruit. We we have one of the planet lunchboxes, which I know they're expensive, but, um, 
they're so great to just put in the dishwasher and there's no lids. And I feel like it really kind of helps me break down what I'm going to put, you know, I'm like, okay, this one is for veggies. This one is for fruit. This one is for a snack. And this so is So they're the, the metal thing. ones that are divided up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We use, we use a plastic one, the Benko kids, just cause like yeah. that was in preschool, but same idea. Like I love that there's different containers and I'm just like, okay, this goes here and that goes there. I feel like that, that really helped um, when we got that. And so I always give him fruit. He eats carrot sticks, cucumbers, um, he really loves those like cornichon pickles and so funny, so weird. <laughs> and olives, they love olives, green, these ones from the olive bar at Whole Foods. Um, are they the castanets? He loves, yeah. Oh God, I love those olives. Those are the yeah. best. <laughs> he loves those. And, um, he loves raw mushrooms, raw broccoli. So I really try, <laughs> I know, <laughs> but cooked, he, he won't eat that. <laughs> what I know it's bizarre but so I always have those things in there and then he really likes these 365 brand chicken taquitos and the earth's best um chicken nuggets nice so that's kind of like the compromise and then I put in um there's like a little snack square in the middle and I'll put a couple of like recently I've been putting Lara bar bites, nice. a couple of those in there. The little round ones, right? Yeah. I just discovered those and they fit perfectly in the Bento kids one too, like one they single one. They do. And they're so awesome. Yeah, they fit perfectly. Um, and, you know, I going back to what Emily I said on the podcast that you shared with me that um, she felt fortunate to have started on this, on her health journey early when her kids were young because to do it, you know, as a, as a 10 year old or something to have your parents all of a sudden being like, no, we're not eating that anymore. Um, actually Elliot was explaining that at some point in his teen years, his mom was like, okay, we're going to eat healthy. And it really was like a big shock to him. And they were all like, no, we're not eating this whole wheat pasta. And, you know, cause they're just so used to, yeah. And, and so I also feel fortunate that I have just been giving my kids vegetables and they love kombucha things that I don't think if I at 10 or something, or even at eight, why it, you know, his age now was like, here, try this drink. He would be like, Oh, what is this? This is so vinegary and strange, but, and what's this chunky thing in there? (laughs) You know, the scoby, but now he's like, "Mm, I love kombucha. So I really feel like starting at a younger age yeah, and has, is, really crucial because my kids idea of what a treat is is completely different than what mine would have been it goes back to that choosing your battles like if you lay that groundwork then it's a lot less battles to pick can I chime in and say one you guys are giving me major anxiety because my oldest is yet to hit kindergarten and I'm realizing I'm gonna have to start packing her lunches (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, sorry no no it just made me go like oh my god I should like order like her lunchbox before I'm panicking in August but I do want to ask you how um because my daughter who's starting to get exposed to other kids in their palates is getting more picky because she's like well they don't eat any of this and she's the kind of kid who does compare whereas my other kid I know is going to be like I don't care what anyone does but how do you deal with the school exposure thing where your kid has to be like, well, this is what I eat. And it may be totally different from those peers. 
Um, you know, I haven't experienced that really with anything except for, this is going to sound funny, um, smelly foods. So mm. like Wyatt, <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt really likes hard boiled eggs, but he will not let me pack him a hard boiled egg in so his lunch. Funny. Okay. Like, like the kid with tuna in class. You're like, seriously, yeah. did you bring tuna? Cause the whole classroom smells like tuna now. Right. Okay. Um, and he won't let me pack him like leftover, you know, stir fry or something, which if we were at home, he would definitely eat. So it's a funny criteria, but it has to be something not stinky. Um, but other than that, he hasn't really said much about, and I, I mean, I do know that like his, his good friend that he does eat lunch with his parents eat the same way that we do. Oh, good. So, okay. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I used to go to my son went to a parent participation elementary school and so I would go once a week and I would work at the school and I'd see what the other kids were eating for lunch and I don't know it's kind of seemed like the cool kids were the one not the cool kids but you know like they they were like look at my strawberries or look at my okay they were really into showing each other that they were eating cucumbers or carrots. So maybe there's hope for this generation that they actually are open-minded and they're not like me and eating a whole box of Cheez-Its after school. (laughs) Yeah. I would eat like cheese fries and nutty bars is that's, yeah, yeah, that's what we would eat and doing high for lunch. We Um, had, we had a McDonald's across the street and I would eat like a McFlurry with fries after school. And then I go to practice. Like, how did I not die? How did I not? <laughs> yeah, I had soccer practice. And yes, exactly. I was running on nothing. I don't know what I was. And that will only last for so long. But you know what? As a kid, I was actually thinking about this. I think I was talking to Elliot about it. That I, I remember as a child being um, really hungry. Like I would have, mm. not hungry, but I, I, I definitely felt my blood sugar um, drop like really. And I would feel awful and I would be like, Oh my gosh, I need food now. And I would be crying. And, um, you know, my dad would give me a glass of skim milk, which I think is really funny now because it's (laughs) like, here, here's some sugar. (laughs) Um, yeah. And, and I didn't get as much sleep as my kids did. And, and I, I struggled in school some and I'm wondering if it's because of that, uh, the lack of sleep and, you know, I, I refuse to eat breakfast. I don't know. I, I, sometimes I have to think like, okay, I'm doing okay as a parent. Cause I'm, my kids sleep a ton and they eat pretty good food. They do have, I mean, there's no, I heard you talking in the other podcast or your kids are just like, give me snacks. I need food now. <laughs> and so, but when they do eat healthier stuff and they eat more meat and and vegetables if that's what you do or you know less things that sort of um spike their insulin i i feel like there's less of those times when they're just freaking out because they're so hungry and their blood sugar is so low yeah if that's not motivation to like move towards a little bit healthier food i'm not sure what is (laughs) not having to deal with those breakdowns yeah less food related breakdowns I haven't I haven't eliminated the other breakdowns but yeah as related to food would you mind sharing with us a look at what your food budget looks like weekly you can say no oh no it's fine um (laughs) I just 
I don't know. I cringe because I feel like we spend probably a lot of money on food, but uh, that's kind of, I mean, it's an investment. I don't know if my, the food that we buy is helping my kids um, not get sick, but I have nothing wood right now to knock on, but they <laughs> haven't been sick really like since we moved to Austin. Wow. Um, so I think it's worth the money that we're spending on the food. Um, we, like I said, my husband works for Whole Foods and so we do get a discount, um, which definitely helps. Oh my gosh. That's the biggest thing I miss about working there. I, I can't even imagine not having, cause I don't work there anymore, but I have, you know, I, I basically have gotten the discount for 10 years at this point. Um, and I can't imagine not, not getting it. It's pretty great. Yeah. But, um, I spend like around and this is just food, uh, not like toiletries or anything like that that I yeah. buy at tar- Target, um, about two seventy five a week okay. after the discount. You're doing what, like one trip a week, you said? Most of I the time? try, yeah. I'm so impressed by that because I feel like I have to go to the grocery store like four times a week because I'm like, ah, oh, I forgot orange juice or whatever it is. Yeah, I, well, and I do do that sometimes, but like the list really helps me stay organized. Um, sure. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure people look at me crazy when I'm buying like six dozen eggs. But <laughs> same. <laughs> I mean, or five, whatever. I we eat <laughs> a lot, a lot of eggs, yeah. and because um, and I breakfast is hard. I don't know if you find breakfast hard for your kids. Um, they just want cereal and toast and mm. um yeah we do bagel I was telling Emily earlier that we do bagels in our house and we buy like the Dave's killer bagels which are whole grain and I've just had yeah. to be like they're not perfect but they're good enough and that's what Gavin will eat and I'm not gonna fight this right yeah and I I, I my kids will eat um like two of my kids will eat fried eggs which is great. They like the runny yolk and then the oh, nice. other, then why it doesn't. And, you know, some, sometimes I'll just chop up, um, this sugar-free bacon and put it in scrambled eggs mm-hmm. or, um, there's a frozen breakfast sausage that the kids really like that does have some sugar in it, but I'm like, okay, it has some sugar, but it's got protein. Right. And so I just protein, protein. I feel like it's important for Me breakfast. Too. Something yeah. that's going to hold them. But Wyatt eats lunch for some reason at a school at 1045 in the morning. So early. <laughs> so early. So he doesn't really have to make it that long. But then from 1045 until 3, he doesn't have food. So I pack him, like, lots of snacks. And mm-hmm. that, that I can't imagine. They, this teacher calls it brunch because it it's is. not. It's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's so early. Exactly. Maybe because it's, it's like so hot in day. Texas. What? Um, you no, know, we do too. Like our school has it. They have a ten thirty, like the first period. Yeah, and, and I'm always like, geez, you know. And yeah, he just ate at seven, and then I did go through a very strict paleo period where I was making every single thing. You know, our yeah. our barbecue sauce, our mayonnaise, our ketchup, and and making our beef jerky. And my kids love kale chips, and I and my own kombucha and then I switched to kefir water and you know like it just it was exhausting and I I just had to say okay like if you have some ketchup 
365 brown ketchup that has sugar in it occasionally. I mean, really, like they eat it like once every two weeks, maybe, and only one of the kids likes it. So I'm gonna, I'm okay. Yeah. Okay yeah. with that. Yeah. And that's really helped with my sanity and not feeling like so much pressure that like, I'm a bad mom if I don't, if I just buy yeah. ketchup or. <laughs> because the last I feel, thing, yeah. Moms are so hard on themselves. Yeah. Oh gosh, yes. And that stress is just as bad as that sugar. You know what I mean? And you have to find that balance. I tell myself that all the time. It's like stress is one of the worst things for your health. And so like if you can minimize your stress by like making small exceptions elsewhere, then you're actually like better off in the long run in totality than being perfect in one space. so counterproductive to be stressed out about eating healthy. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And yet here we all are saying we've struggled with it, right? Yeah, no, it's not, it's definitely not easy. Um, But it it feels, it feels worth it to me right now. Yeah, definitely. So um, we're getting towards wrap up time, but I'd love to hear like, what's one thing that you would like to do better? Like public accountability for like, here's one thing that I could be better at in my house because I suspect that a lot of us will identify with that desire to do better as well um does it have to be about food I feel like it's got okay I mean I think I'd like to be more active with my children Mm. um because it isn't being healthy is not just about what you eat it's you know like a fluffle lifestyle thing and I would love it's just so hard with three kids. Like I, they're all at different levels. They all are capable of different things. And I, I do have to take, take it easy on myself. You know, I, I am hard on myself. We've just, we've only lived in Austin nine months and it was blazing hot for months and months. And we didn't yeah. want to go outside. We swam a lot. That's good and active. Um, and then it was super cold for months. And you know, so I think, yeah. I, I, since I uh, started with my trainer and, um, I'm just try to walk as much as possible, have been more active, but as a family, I would, I wish that we could like to start exploring Austin and, um, yeah. just get our bodies moving a that's, little bit more. That's something I really struggle with too, because I feel like I really have a regimen that works for me when it comes to fitness, but that involves like me going to the gym and the kids going to childcare. Right. I struggle a lot with like, how do you set a good example when they're not actually seeing you do the thing? Like they know that the gym will work out, but they're not seeing it. And I I could also like be more active with my family, but the, the barrier of like getting two kids ready and then going and then carrying the 10 month old who doesn't want to be carried. And then the three-year-old getting tired and wanting to be carried and then bringing the dog because I feel guilty if I don't bring her with too is like <laughs> such a huge barrier. I want to do better it at is. that too. <laughs> yeah, it's hard enough. And then add all of those other things and then it, you end up just sitting there watching Coco. I, I, I understand. We took my kids on a hike over the summer. We like to think like we're, we're outdoorsy and we'll go and we're like, what a disaster. <laughs> Why did we do this? We have like one kid doesn't like to hike because she doesn't like a plant. She just wants to roam. 
And then I got one kid who's crying because it's been like four miles. And she's like, I'm only four. And I'm like, sorry, I got lost. You know? And then the baby's squirming. I'm like, I want to get out. And you're like, well, you can't walk. You're one. So it's such a disaster. And I sympathize so much with that. Like, I want to get out. But then the idea of it is so stressful to get them there. Listen, I wouldn't even go to Target with my kids, let alone on a hike. (laughs) (laughs) I think all of us on this call work so hard to lay a healthy groundwork for the way that our kids eat. But I don't spend a lot of time thinking about their activity levels and showing them how to live a healthy life in other ways. And that's like really something that I identify with that I want to be better at, even if it means working out from home and letting them be in the room with me. And like, Gavin will sometimes do a couple squats with me when I'm doing something. And so I, I think that he does realize more than I know, but that there's an element to that of like being really conscientious about like all the elements of being healthy of also like taking care of yourself and just after your kids seeing you take care of yourself, that's like related to food, but also completely unrelated to food. It's related to being a whole good person. Right. And I think, I mean, you and I talked about this, that I, I have to make sure that they know that it's about me taking time for myself. Like you said, caring about myself, um, and being healthy in general, feeling better, liking the way I look, liking the way I feel those sort of things, as opposed to losing weight and trying to be skinny. Um, those are very different things. And so my daughter, like I have a CrossFit trainer that comes to my house on Mondays. Like this is like the fourth, I think I've done it four times. And, um, my daughter just like, she has her screen time during that time, but multiple times has opted not to watch TV and she comes out and kind of works out with me. And I have this little kettlebell that I don't even know why I bought. I think it's like three pounds. Um, and she uses it and she'll like do all of the things that I'm doing. And then like we had, I had to run to the end of the driveway and back like as many times as I could in 15 minutes. And she did it right along with me. And so you know, I hope that she sees and that that's, or I don't know, she's only five, so I don't know, but maybe somewhere in there it's absorbing and she's seeing like my mom used to take, you know, if she's, if she's older and talking about it, she'll say, oh yeah, I used to work out with my mom or my mom would work out. And it's not like, she's not going to have the same sort of um, ideas about health and her body that I did as Mm. a young person. I just, I love the way you talk about like, it's not about weight or being skinny. It's about being healthy and feeling good and all these things. And like, if we can teach all of our kids that that's what we're working towards, that's, that's why we make decisions that we make and Mm -hmm. do things or don't do things that we do, that that's like a really powerful thing for them to carry with them throughout their lives. I just have to emphasize that it's just self-care and you just have to do what's right for you and what feels good to you. And this is what's good for me. And this is what's right for me. That's all I'm doing. And then when she says, well, why it will say, well, why do we have to eat? Um, Why do we never get to go out to dinner anymore? Because we don't really eat out because there's hardly anything I can eat and it is expensive and it's not good for you. So I try to explain that to them, but he's like, that's not fair. Why do we have to eat just like how you eat? And, Oh, so. eight-year-olds. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Like, well, it, I don't, I'm your parent. You've got to do what I say. Yeah, to be fair, <laughs> if it wasn't that, it would be something else, right? Like with my 
with Gavin, it's like, why can't I watch more TV? Right. So it's like, that happens to be the thing that he's fixating on. But I think that there's always something. I I think I told you once, um, Wyatt started baseball and it was the very first day and they had, um, this drove me crazy, drives me crazy about sports is that people think bringing snacks is, you know, bringing Gatorade and granola bars. And I just think that's not, that's not healthy. Um, and so this, the very first day they had donuts and they had these jugs of like fruit punch at maybe eight 30 in the morning. And oh yeah. And they had three games to, to play that day. And like that's, yeah. So I try not, I just try to keep it to myself. Like, no, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. I don't think I'm not going to have any thank you. And then they asked, they turned and asked to ask Wyatt if he wanted any. And he said, no, thanks. I'm off the sugar right now. <laughs> it was only like six. And I just thought it was the funniest thing. I love that. I'm off the sugar right they now. They are little. The sugar. They're like little reflections of ourselves a lot of the time. Like, my daughter will be like, I like gluten-free. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I just like how he's the sugar. And- <laughs> yeah, I'm off the sugar. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> like he's an addict and he needs <laughs> to detox. Well, I hate to wrap up this conversation because it's so fantastic. And I really appreciate you taking the time to come on our new baby podcast that <sighs> we hope is going to grow into a big kid podcast. But um, just the fact that you were like willing to take time away from three kids, I know is not easy. And oh, it was like, lovely. It was a vacation. <laughs> like, I know, right? I'm like locked downstairs. <laughs> I don't know what's happening and I don't care. <laughs> um, but because people sadly can't find you online for some of your advice right now, I would love it if by way of wrap up, you could maybe share a couple of your favorite recipe resources with us, like where you find recipes that you really love that work for your household. Um, I use a lot of recipes from Nom Nom Paleo. Yeah. Um, like she's got like those wonton meatballs. I, I said, I really liked, um, the Kahlua pig that she makes. Okay. I haven't tried that one. Yankee pot roast. And, um, I don't know. I use Pinterest a lot. I just type in (laughs) whatever it is I'm looking for. And then, and I have kept, I've been doing it for years that I really just have a whole bunch. Um, Zen Belly has a great waffle recipe that we really like. Uh, and a lot of stuff I just make up because I do have that culinary experience. And I think, you know, I don't eat sugar and I'm not working in a restaurant or a cruise ship or something somewhere, but I am using a lot of what I learned in school. So a lot of the recipes I do just make up. I, I feel like the, one of the hardest parts about meal planning is thinking of, you know, deciding what you're going to make. Yes. And so I just have like a spreadsheet and it just has all the meals that I know I can make and that I've made before and we liked and worked. And then I just kind of pick from that. I'm not saying eat, you know, I'm not saying that you should eat boring foods or, but I've really tried to make it not as important to me for every meal to be like, life-changing and amazing and delicious. And that was really hard for me because that was what I did. And so, um, 
you know, and there's the pressure that your kids are going to like it or your husband's going to be like, well, what is this junk? I'm eating this. And I just don't care as much anymore. And I'm fine with just eating, you know, some chicken or, and some veggies mm-hmm. with a sauce or something. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It just, so none you, of the things that I make are amazing by any means, but they taste good and they're healthy and we just eat it and we move on with our lives. I was going to say that. Like people might get the impression that your food is just okay. Like I've eaten Giuseppe's food and it's fantastic, but I feel like your standards are so high because of the background that you come from that things feel like not that exciting or <laughs> memorable because they're not like the most creative things ever, but that's right. Like I didn't hand make the pasta tonight or <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I just had to let that go. And yeah. I'm, I'm really coming to terms with it. I think it's fine. Well, I think that's an awesome note to land on is like so much of this healthy eating journey and doing better is about finding the things you can let go of because there are too many other things to take care of. 